We've been in a series uh, for the past several weeks called Homewards. And uh, I have to say, in my, in my time here at Oak Creek, which has only been a few years, um, I've never heard so much conversation and buzz about what God is doing in the hearts and lives of families uh, through what Pastor Kelly has been teaching through Homewards. And if you've missed any part of this series, I really want to encourage you. Uh, our, you can go onto our website. Even though we're neighborhood church now, our website hasn't officially changed yet. You can still go to oakcreekcc.org. And you'll find on there the messages for the first three weeks. And uh, I'm telling you, it will change the circumstances in your home. Pastor Kelly, the very first week, addressed hope. And, uh, you know, we know that we have a hope in Jesus, right? We have a hope of life and eternal life with Him. But we need hope in our homes, too. We need to be reminded, right, that the the best days are still ahead of us. Then he talked about forgiveness, And forgiveness is one of those things all of us, I think, wrestled with a little bit. You know, it's like, no, you don't know what they did. And, well, you don't know what I did. And, you know, but forgiveness is so vital in our homes. And the scriptures reminded us that what? If we forgive others and we in turn are what? Forgiven. And then the third week, he talked about blessing and how important it is that we as the children receive the blessing from our parents. We need that encouragement. We need that uh, blessing upon our lives. It's biblical. And so if you missed any of those, catch up online. But this morning, we're jumping right into our fourth word, honor. Honor. Now, honor to me is a, it's an interesting one because it's also a healing word. These, these first four words that we've been talking about, they're healing words. They're meant to heal the brokenness inside of you. They're meant to heal the brokenness inside of our homes and extended families. And we need God's touch at work in our families today. Because we can see what the enemy has done. He's, he's worked overtime to try to disrupt and cause dysfunction and disunity and hurt and pain and separation in the home. But God's desire is always to reconcile. God's desire is always to heal. God's desire is always to bring people back together. But honor is interesting because we first really hear about the value of honor in the home when we go all the way back to the Ten Commandments. And I don't know about you guys, but it does something inside of me when I see something that's written that was carved in stone thousands of years ago when God came down upon the mountain to meet with Moses to give instruction to his people, and he gave them the Ten Commandments. And and in the list of Ten Commandments, one of those Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, was what? That we honor our father and our mothers. In fact, Exodus 20 Verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I understand some of you are sitting there right now and you're saying, you know, but that doesn't apply to me. Because that was an old covenant. That was an Old Testament believer. I'm under a new covenant. I'm I'm under grace. Well, good news because God reiterated it multiple times in the New Testament. So you can't escape it. God still desires that we would honor our mothers and our fathers. It's so vital. It's so important. And ultimately, when we honor them, we honor God. It's not on your notes or on the screen this morning, but Matthew 15, you can jot that down. Um, Verses 1 through 6, I'll just read a few verses for you this morning. Jesus said, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? You know, Jesus was really good at going after the religious leaders of their time. I mean, he was on their tails. He was always after them for the things that they were doing. And once again, they were caught in hypocrisy. 
They were caught putting the traditions of men over the commandments of God. And he says, why do you break the commands of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, uh, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You know what's interesting is blessing is bestowed upon children by their parents, but honor is bestowed upon the parents by the children. There's not a parent in this room or a parent in the world that doesn't desire to be honored and respected by their kids. It's just a part of who we are. It's how God designed it. But ultimately, when we honor them, our parents, we honor God. And you know, honor is interesting because honoring your parents has the ability to bring healing into your home by bringing restoration to the relationships between mom and dad or even your in-laws. And here's the cool thing. When you establish a home of honor, you will pass down a legacy through generations in your family because they learned the principle of honoring their mother and their father. It's vital for you, and it's vital for me today. There's a couple areas of life, specifically three areas of life, that we're going to address this morning. But I want to make this point. Honoring our parents acknowledges the effort and the sacrifice that they made for us. Honoring your parents, me honoring my parents, honoring our parents acknowledges the effort and the sacrifice that they made for us. See, what's interesting is um, we didn't uh, get the opportunity as parents to choose our children, did we? Right? We just rolled the dice. We said, hey, how about you got some good DNA? I got some good DNA. Let's slap that together. Let's see what happens, right? I mean, that's, that's the result, right? We got married, we got happy, and we had kids. But we didn't get to choose whether it was going to be a boy or a girl. We didn't get to choose whether they were going to have your eyes or your thighs. We didn't get to choose who they were going to be in personality. But here's the reality. God put them in your life, and God placed parents over their children for a purpose. And it's so vital and it's so important that we learn to teach our children how to honor their parents. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, kind of our key text this morning. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. I like that. God's saying, you know what? If you live in obedience to my word, I promise a blessing upon your life. That's pretty good, isn't it? I like that. God says, if you'll honor me with obedience by honoring your parents— I will bless your life. I will honor you with long life. You will live a blessed life when you honor your mother and your father. Now, I recognize in a room this size that there's probably many of us that grew up in situations that were painful. And God forbid, abuse and neglect and things transpired in the homes. And you know what? I can't even begin to comprehend your pain that you may deal deal with in your own life. But guess what? God does. And not one time in the scriptures do we ever see God giving a way out or an excuse for not honoring our mothers and our fathers. 
It's an important thing. And so I want to encourage you, if you come from a difficult situation in life, I'm going to encourage you before this message is over that you would learn to face what's happened so that you can learn to honor your father and your mother. There are three primary stages of life that we walk through in this relationship with our parents. First of all, it says children. We're children in our parents' homes. That's the first stage. The kind of the next stage we, we engage is that teenager slash young adult. And as a teenager, young adult, we know everything, right? We do no wrong. We know everything. Our parents are dumb, right? And that's another stage of life that we're going to talk about. Of course, that's not true. And then the last stage we're going to address this morning is adult to an adult. That someday you grow up and you become your own adult and how that relation changes. But guess what? God never gives permission to ever stop honoring your father and your mother. All right. So as a child, this is, this is kind of number one this morning. As a child, I honor my parents by obeying them. As a child, I honor my parents by obeying them. We go back to our key text, Ephesians 6, 1. It says what? It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, some of you, you're taking notes and you're saying, when I get home today, oh man, things are going to change in my home today because the Bible says that my kids are supposed to honor me. They're supposed to be obedient to me. Now, don't do that. Don't go home and put a noose around their neck, okay? That's not what I'm suggesting that you do for even a moment, all right? Listen to this. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. How are your children going to learn to obey? How are your children going to learn to honor? This is you and I's responsibility as mom and dad. Honor in the home is established through godly training and discipline. Honor in the home is established through what? Godly training and discipline. In other words, if you want to have a home that honors the father and the mother, it starts by parents training their children and disciplining their children. Now here's the reality this morning. You and I have been given a training manual in the Word of God. God's given you everything that you need to know. The wisdom and instruction on how to raise your little sweetie, okay? And sometimes they just aren't so sweet, you know what I mean? But here's the reality. Every kid is so unique. I could give you a list of things that you should and shouldn't do, but here's the reality. When your DNA and your spouse's DNA came together and God gave you little Johnny or God gave you little Susie, they are unique. Their needs are unique. And here's the reality. God made them, they're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Guess what? He will give you the training and the instruction through his word and time and his presence so that what? So that you can train and discipline your child so they learn how to obey you and honor you as their father and their mother. That's how we got to go about it. So we honor in the honor in the home is established through godly training and discipline. You know, for some of us in the room, it's been a while since we've dusted this off. Oh, church, let me encourage you. The Word of God is life. The Word of God is truth. The Word of God will change you from the inside out. And guess what? You will fail as a parent. We all have. But guess what? You're not perfect. Your kids aren't perfect. But God's Word is, and it will help you, and it will lead you, and it will guide you. And church, if we'll spend time in the presence of an almighty God, just allowing Him to heal and to, to speak to us and minister to us and help us to be patient, help us to be kind to those kids, to love them, to lead them. Listen to Proverbs 22, 6 this morning. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go, and when he or she is old, he or she 
will not depart from it. See, we have, a, we have an obligation as mom and dad to train and to discipline for them to honor our parents. But see, the bigger picture here is when we train and we discipline our kids to honor us, guess what? We ultimately train and discipline them to honor who? God. And see, we raise them to be the kind of kids that they need to be. We raise them to be the kind of adults that they need to be to make an impact on this world. Because we train and discipline them according to the word and the ways of God. Proverbs 13, 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son or his daughter, but he who loves him or, his, or her is diligent to discipline him. Now, let me just be really clear. God's word is not giving you a license to abuse your, your little child. God loves your child, but God understands there is a need for proper discipline. And I, I would encourage you to spend time with the king to find out the kind of discipline that needs to be established in your home. Don't let your neighbors tell you how to do it. You know, you may learn and glean from how your parents did it, but here's the reality. God will instruct you very specifically on how your child needs to be disciplined. It's an important role that we play as parents. And now here's the understanding this morning. We all want to be liked by our kids. I always desired for forever in my life to have some boys. I grew up with two sisters. My sisters are amazing. They're, they're incredible. But I never had brothers, so I always wanted to have boys. Well, God blessed me with two boys. And they're challenging, man. They're difficult. They're, they're, they smell, and they're gross. I mean, it, it's true, you know? But I have a responsibility to those boys. I have responsibility, and you have responsibility to your kids. We need to teach also our children the importance of honoring the position of authority. This is a tough one. How many of you have ever had your kids say, I don't like you? Come on, let's be real here. You're not super parents out there. Come on. They love it too. They say it just at the right moment to break your little heart, you know. I don't like you. I wish I had a different mommy and daddy. Well, guess what? God gave you me. And I can make your life. No, we don't do that, right? We don't do that. <laughs> We don't want to do that to our kids. But we need to teach our children the importance of honoring position, the position of authority. Because even if all, all their lives are growing up, they don't like you very much. But you love them with all your heart. You discipline them according to the word of God. You train them according to the word of God. You breathe life into them. Someday they will walk and they will honor you. Why? Because you taught them how to honor the position of authority in their lives. You know, uh, Romans 13 reminds us, it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been, insti those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will, will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who, who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. You see, it's just like today. There's a lot of people that don't like President Trump. But we need to honor the position of authority. 
He stands in authority as the, pre the president of these United States. And even though we may not like him personally, and I'm not making that a suggestion that's how I feel, I'm just simply saying we need to honor the position of authority. You want your kids to be a success in life? Teach them how to honor the position of authority. Because when they go to work, how many of you know, sometimes your boss isn't very nice. Yeah, he cuts you the check, but when it comes to personal, you know, relationship, maybe, he, maybe it's just not there. They're just not a very nice person. But you got you honor the position of authority. And you know where that starts? That starts in your home and it starts in mine. We have to train them and we have to teach them to learn how to, how to honor position of authority. So ultimately, as a child, I will honor my parents by obeying them. So let's go to the next stage of life. Let's talk for a minute about teenagers. As a teenager, a young adult, I honor my parents by respecting them. If you have a teenager in the room, you want them to respect you, don't you? Come on, right? They're off to college. You're, you're hoping that there's some, some, some mutual respect there. I mean, we desire that respect from our kids. We want to be honored in that way. Well, Leviticus 19.3 says, Every one of you shall. It doesn't say maybe. It doesn't say a good suggestion. It says, Every one of you shall revere or respect his mother and his father. And you shall keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. So God wants us and desires us to respect our parents. And if you're, like I said, if you're here today and you have those teenagers, you have those young adults either living in your home or recently have moved out of your home, you desire that respect from them. And when they display that respect to you, that's when you sense honor. That's when you feel honored as a father and a mother. Now here's, let's look at a couple ways that we can show respect through this stage of life. The first one is this, learning to accept our parents for who they are. You know, teenagers and young adults are really good at what? Pointing out all your flaws, right? Hey, mom, uh, you, you'd be a lot better parent if you did this instead. You know, hey, dad, uh, you'd sure be a lot better parent if you did this instead of this. I mean, we are so good at pointing out flaws as teenagers and as young adults. But here's the thing. We need to learn to accept our parents for who they are. They've already lived longer than we have. They've got a bigger perspective. They've got a bigger bank account, right? They know what marriage is all about. They know what having kids is all about. They know a little bit about life. And maybe as teenagers, maybe as young adults, we should learn to zip the lip and open up the ears a little bit and pay a little respect to mom and dad and hear what they have to say. So learning to accept our parents for who they are is a great way to show respect. Also, we need to, by showing respect, is forgiving our parents for they have flaws too. You know, um, you're flawed and I'm flawed. We all have flaws in our lives. We're not perfect parents and we're definitely not perfect children. But we've got to learn to forgive. We've got to learn that they're going to hurt us. You know, a few weeks back in our life group we met, we were talking about forgiveness. And I asked our group, I said, hey guys, I said, how many of you guys remember a time when you were hurt by your parents? And everybody's like, oh yeah. I got like a list of 10 right here. I mean, they could just, they had it on a card written in their wallet. I mean, they were ready, you know. They, we all remember the times that our parents have hurt us. But how many times as kids, snotty little bratty kids, teenagers, have we hurt our parents? Have we offended them? Have we, have we done things to break their hearts? See, we need to understand something. We, it's our responsibility to forgive. You know, Pastor Kelly talked about that. You can go back a couple weeks and listen to that message. But we need to forgive our parents. They're not perfect. They're flawed, just like you and I are flawed as individuals too. 
Another way that we can show them respect is by listening to their instruction and wisdom. Listening to their instruction and to their wisdom. You know, it's hard to believe when you think, you know, you asked your dad a question about the car, or you asked your dad a question about work, or you asked your dad a question about school, and, you know, sometimes we're kind of like, they don't, they don't have a clue. They've never been here before. Well, yeah, honey, they have been there. They've walked all through, all through that. They understand it more than you do. So learn to respect their instruction and wisdom. You know, I wish so many times when I would storm out in a fight with my dad or with my mom, um, that I could have gone back and let them know that the instruction and wisdom that they passed on, even at the moment where I would never would have admitted that I had listened, uh, spoke worlds to me. And later on, it affected the decisions that I was making in my life. But we can really respect our mothers and our fathers when we are willing to listen to their instruction and wisdom. Listen to Proverbs 13.1. It says, A wise son hears his father's instruction. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. A wise son listens. You know, I had a, a really uh, pretty good boss one time. He said, you know, God gave you one mouth and two ears. Maybe you should listen twice as much as you talk. Isn't that kind of a good thing to think about, right? We should listen twice as much as we speak. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Proverbs twenty three twenty two says, listen to your father. This is not on the screen. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Another way that we can show respect to our parents is recognize that God gave us our parents for a purpose. God gave our, us our parents for a purpose. It's hard to believe that sometimes because you think, you don't know what they did. You don't know what they made me go through. You don't know how hard it was. The clothes that they made me wear, the things that they wouldn't buy for me. But we need to understand that God has placed them in your life for a purpose. And see, what you fail to see sometimes as a young person is how God uses that situation, no matter how good or how bad, God uses that situation to forge your character, to develop you and to prepare you into the man and the woman that you are today. God placed your parents, whoever they are, in your life for a purpose. Learn to respect them. They're not perfect. But they deserve your honor. They deserve your respect. Proverbs 6.20, it's on the screen. It says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. The third and the final stage of life that we walk through with our parents is this. As an adult, I honor my parents by caring and providing for them. As an adult, I honor my parents by caring and providing for them. Now, every situation for us is different. Some of us are blessed because our parents are still living. Some of them have gone home to be with Jesus. Some exist under other circumstances. I understand that. But as we grow older and as they grow older, we need to understand that we honor them by caring and providing for them. You know, as a younger person, when I would look at my dad, I would always see a man of great strength and courage and of faithfulness, a provider, 
I could always see that, and I still see it today, but as he's beginning to slowly grow older, I'm beginning to see the first signs of some some frailty in his life, and and I'm beginning to understand in this new season that he's walking in that I have a responsibility as his son to to begin to bring care and provision to his life. And there's a couple different ways that we can do that. One of the ways that we can do that is by appreciating their efforts. By appreciating their efforts. You don't know what your parents had to sacrifice. You don't know how hard they had to work to get you that gown for the prom. You don't know what they had to do to make sure that you had the equipment that you need to play on that football team. You don't know what they did to make sure that the roof was over your head. You don't know the nights that they stayed up on their knees calling out to the God of heaven and earth so that your life would be spared because they knew that you were walking into trouble. Church, we need to learn to appreciate our parents and caring for our our parents by appreciating their effort. It wasn't easy raising you. You were a challenge. I know that you think you were all this and that, but you were a challenge. You know the gray hairs or the lack of hair that they have on their head? That's you, my friend. That's me. We're the ones that cause that effect in their life. Some of those medications, yep, that's you too. We have to learn to appreciate their efforts. You know, it's interesting. In our culture today, it's so common to see on Facebook or other social media outlets where people just feel so, have have this right to just blast their parents for all the things that they didn't do. You know, my parents put my diaper on too tight. You know, my parents, you know, they just, they just, you know, they didn't, they didn't sing to me at night or my, my parents just didn't do this and they didn't do that. And, you know, we're so quick to dishonor the life that they gave for us. We need to learn to appreciate their efforts. Another thing that we can do is appreciate their sacrifice. Do you know that in America, on average, from zero to 18, so from birth to 18, you cost your parents a quarter million dollars? I told the Sewells in the first service, because they've got seven kids, I said, man, I need to get to know them better, because they're going to spend a lot of money. Well, Brett and Amanda, too, they've got seven kids. But a quarter million dollars. Just think about the house that they could have owned, or the beach house they could have owned, or, or the, the third home they could have had on an island in Hawaii because they, did, they didn't spend it on you. Instead, they got to spend it on themselves. Think about the great sacrifice that they made for your life and mine. You know, as a, as a boy, I never fully understood, but oftentimes, my dad, I would be like, Dad, why do your jeans have holes in them? He would wear his jeans over and over. My mom would patch his jeans. I mean, my dad, he was far from homeless, but sometimes, you know, I was like, Dad, bro, I love you, man, but, you know, you got you to step it up a little bit. But you know what? He was always willing to sacrifice his own basic necessities for ours. He was willing so that my sisters and me and my mom could have it a little bit better. He was willing to pay a price. He drove some cars. I kid you not, I was embarrassed in high school for him to come pick me up from school because his cars, they would shake and rattle and roll as they moved down the road. But you know what? They'd cost almost nothing. But he would do it. Why? Because he sacrificed so that we could have more in our lives than he had in his. And I want you to hear this this morning. Your parents, no matter how big or small, they sacrificed for you, and they are deserving of your honor. They're deserving of your appreciation for the life that they gave you. 
And we have to learn to appreciate them. Proverbs 23, 25 says, The father of a godly man has cause for joy. What pleasure a wise son is, so give your parents joy. You see, you need to understand something. No matter how old you get, your life is a joy to mom and dad. They love seeing you go to work. They love seeing you being married. They love seeing your grandkids. They love seeing your life and what you've accomplished and what you have done. You are a joy to their life. Why? Because you're their legacy. Their life is living on in you. Another reason why we show love and appreciation. Do you realize that as our parents age and as they reach retirement and they retire, life for them oftentimes feels like it has less and less purpose. But you and I, as their sons and daughters, have an opportunity to remind them of their constant value, of their constant meaning, of their, and show love and appreciation for all that they've done for us. And it's so important that we do that, that we appreciate them. Providing for our parents is also biblical. Providing for our parents is also biblical. We honor them in these latter stages of life by bringing provision, if necessary, into their, into their, into their well-being. Do you realize that in, in Western culture, we're one of the few cultures on the face of the planet that doesn't honor their elders? Most cultures go to great lengths to honor their elders. They, they support their wisdom and instruction. They care for them of the, with the utmost care. I mean, there's some cultures that even worship. We should never worship our parents, but we should take a few pointers from the fact that God wants us to honor our parents. And sometimes our parents get shoved into a care facility or pushed over here or over there with very little notice or visitation, with very little provision or care from the people that matter most to them. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I believe God's word has made it very clear, our responsibility. Now, again, I understand some, some family situations are different. Maybe your parents have a very significant retirement. In fact, it's so significant that someday you're going to be a recipient of that retirement. So they don't need your financial resource. Other parents may be in a situation where what they really need from you is not to shove them into a home, but what they really need you to do is to open the doors of your home and to bring that love and care through your family. We have a responsibility to care, a biblical mandate, a, an obligation to care for our aging and frail parents. But you know, there's other ways that we can bring provision. We can bring that provision and care by making sure every day they know that they have purpose and value and that they're loved and that we still choose to honor them for the life that they lived and that they continue to impact us. It's so vital and important. So I've shared with you this morning three specific ways, three, three specific times and seasons of life that we engage in relationship with our parents, children, teenage, young adults, and as adults, and how we have a, a biblical responsibility 
to honor our father and our mother. And when we honor our parents, the parents that God gave us, we honor God. So a couple thoughts that I want to leave you with this morning. A couple prayer points that we're going we're to go to a prayer here in just a moment. I want you to think about. I realize for some of you that maybe if you didn't have a parent growing up, this could be a hard topic to listen to today. And I just want to tell you something. God has always promised to step in as your loving father. So if you had to go without, I want you to know something, God. God will always step in and be the parent that you never had. Or if you're here this morning and you'd say, you know what? I walked through abuse or I walked through neglect and you don't understand. I, how, can I, how can I honor? How can I honor what I was, had to go through as a young person? How can I honor their way of life when they did those things to me? And again, I told you earlier, I, I can't understand your pain, but God can. And what I want to encourage and, and invite you to think about doing is learn to face your past. Learn to face the hurts and the pains of yesterday. Because here's the reality this morning. When you don't face the hurts and the pains of yesterday, you will bring hurt and pain into the lives that you face today. And here's the reality this morning. If you're willing, God can restore. If you're not in right relationship with mom and dad, if you're not in right relationship with your in-laws, God can restore. It's his desire. It's his plan. And you know what you could do if you're willing to face a situation like that? Is you could go to them and say, you know what? What you did to me was wrong. But I want to forgive you and I want to start over again. I want to build a new relationship with you. I want to honor you because it's the right thing to do. And I believe with my whole heart, just as God's word says, he'll come and he'll bring restoration into that relationship and heal and restore it. Or maybe you're here this morning as a young parent and you'd say, Stephen, you don't understand the burden and the pressure that I feel with life and having my kids in my home. You don't understand that pressure of trying to raise them right. I'm worried already that I have failed. Well, there's good news for you because God will provide all the instruction, all the encouragement, all the help that you need through his word and by his spirit. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads this morning. And as we go to pray, I just want to ask you today, if you're here and you, you're not in right relationship with mom and dad, but you really desire for it to be, and that's you. I'm not here to call you out. I just, I just want to pray with you and for you. So if that's you here this morning, there's brokenness between you and mom and dad, between you and your in-laws, and you need God to come and to, to bring healing from past hurts and pains. You need God to come and, and to restore that into right relationship so that you can enjoy the privilege of having mom and dad once again. If that's you this morning, with nobody looking around, I'm just going to ask you to raise a hand because I just want to pray with you and for you today. Is there anybody here this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else here this morning? Thank you. I just want to wait a few moments as people are raising hands. I'm looking around the room. This is, this is just an opportunity to pray. Thank you very much this morning. 
And the second question is this. If you're a young parent in this room and you feel that burden, you feel that pressure that's on you to raise your kids right, and you're just needing a touch of God this morning, the encouragement and the reminder that He's with you, that He's blessed you with those kids. I'd like to also to pray with you. So if that's you this morning, would you raise a hand? If you're that parent, thank you. I'm just going to wait a moment, look around the room. If you're here today, just raise a hand. I'll pray with you. Thank you. All right, let's go to prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, you know the hearts, but better yet, God, you, or excuse me, Lord, you saw the hands, but better yet, you know the hearts. And God, my prayer today, first and foremost, is that God, that you would do a work inside of us. Lord, forgive us of our selfishness and of our pride and arrogance. Lord, may we always walk in obedience to you and honor you for the life that you've given to us. And God, forgive us for not honoring our fathers and our mothers. But Lord, first I want to pray for those who have been wronged and hurt and they recognize today that that relationship is not where it should be. God, I pray that you would come with your healing touch. God, I pray that you'd come and begin to reconcile the brokenness that has existed maybe for years or decades in their hearts and in their homes. God, I pray that you would come and restore into right relationships parents and children today. And I thank you, Lord, for healing. I thank you, Lord, for restoring. God, I thank you for doing what only you can do. And Lord, I also pray this morning for every young parent in this room that feels the pressure and the burden of raising their children. God, I pray that you would help us. God, if there's discouragement in the room, I pray that it would go in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's fear in the room this morning, I pray that it would go in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for your godly instruction and wisdom and counsel to pour into their heart and life. God, give them a hunger for your word and for your presence. Equip them and prepare them because, Lord, they're raising the next generation they're raising them up, God, to honor you and to honor them and to make a difference in a lost and dying world. So thank you, Jesus, for doing a work in their family and in their lives today. God, we give you praise here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.